Alrighty, y'all. Welcome to the Next Up Show, where we talk about everything music, entertainment, creative, and business related. Learn from the unique route that these young, creative-minded people have taken within their respective crafts. Alright, today I'll be joined by one of my good friends, Chance Say Chow. He is an Oregon State University student. He is 19 and he is pursuing entrepreneurship in videography and photography. Man, this guy's got a lot of potential and very gifted guy. So this episode is going to emphasize on the mindset aspect of pursuing entrepreneurship, especially as a college student, or if you feel like you don't have enough time for something, let Chance be one of those people to set aside all of the excuses you have for yourself. Thank you for tuning into this episode, y'all. I hope y'all leave this episode more motivated, inspired, and just ready to hit a new potential for yourself. All right, we're live. What's good, Chance? How you feeling? What's good, Takumi? I'm feeling good. How are you, brother? I'm good, my friend. I'm good. So give us a bit of your background, bro. Where are you from? What you do? All that. Yeah, so I'm a current student at Oregon State uh, studying uh, marketing. But uh, I grew up in Hillsborough, Oregon, where, um, you know, humble beginnings, <laughs> if you will. Uh, grew up playing soccer, but right towards the end of high school, found a passion for filmmaking. And from there, um, you know, currently working on building a career in that field. Yeah, that's dope. That's real dope. Let's talk about, like, what inspired you to become a filmmaker? Like, what got you into it? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, really, it, there's not too much to it. I mean, one time, I vividly remember, it was our, like, semifinal for our, like, high school. We were competing for state, right? And, you know, obviously, for us, it's, like, it's the world, you know. But for everybody else, they're just kind of, you know, it doesn't really matter to them. But for us, um, you know, we actually had somebody come out and film it for us. And we paid him, like, 150 bucks, And I was like, you know, wow, I didn't know you can actually making a living out of this. And, you know, here I had my mom's, I don't know, like $300 camera that, you know, she didn't use and just kind of stored in the, in the basement. And I was like, you know, I think I could put this to work. I think uh, I've always had a, a taste for creativity. Um, I grew up drawing a lot. I would consider myself, you know, your, your above average artist in terms of drawing and illustrating, but I think I've learned to kind of transfer that artistic sense into the digital screen and uh through filmmaking that's cool to hear that like you transferred all of your art skills to digital because that's something i definitely did too and uh it sounds like you kind of just started with like a 300 hundred dollar camera for your mom yeah yeah i thought i had potential i didn't realize that you know one could actually make a living off of this but um i just decided to take it and put it to work and see you know I milked the crap out of that camera. I will say I got the most out of it in terms of payments and experience and whatnot. That's for sure a great way to start your creative journey, you know, use equipment that you already have access to. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I got to ask, I got to ask. So what was it that like fired you up to be the filmmaker that you are now? Like, is it is it the idea of making income from it? Or is it like the idea of the creativeness that comes with it and... And whatnot, you know, like what aspects of filmmaking was the, what, what was the drive of interest? Yeah, I, well, at first it was, I won't lie, it was a bit of the income, like, because, you know, as like a, at that time I was a high school student, I didn't have any income. And from my experience, you know, my whole, none, nobody in my family is and or was 
an entrepreneur. And so, you know, the thought of creating your own business is just non-existent. And so it never crossed my mind until, you know, I picked up the camera and realized, wow, you can actually, you know, make a significant living off of this. So, you know, here I was researching how to make money with, with your camera, with, you know, the most basic gear possible. Like I said, it started out, you know, motivated by the funds, but the more I got into it, like I said, I don't know if I got cut off earlier, but I've always grew up with this artistic passion, um, whether it was through like drawing or any type of other artwork. Um, I always just put, you know, my full heart into whatever kind of creativity project I was doing. And, you know, from there, I just decided that I enjoy, you know, kind of painting a picture on a digital canvas, if you will, really capturing other people's attention through, you know, that visual storytelling. I like that. It sounds like, you know, digital art for you is a great way to, you know, entertain people. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, long story short, I like to entertain people and I hope to entertain people. I'm the same way, man, especially with my craft, you know, entertaining people is like such a fulfilling feeling. Um, so I was going to ask you, how did your creative journey begin? Like, what what was your first gig like? Yeah, yeah. So I originally started for like free shooting my high school basketball games. Then it went to a soccer game. And my very first gig was, I think it was 75 bucks. And it was to film um, some footage for a club soccer team that I was sent to the coach that I couldn't release to the public. And from at that time, I thought $75 for a video was a lot. Oh, most definitely at that age. I would think $75 is a lot in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously yeah. not now. but Absolutely. But, you know, we, we grew a little bit from there. But We have to. It's, it's cool just seeing this year. I mean, that's what I love about just the whole entrepreneurship is that that amount of money was created because of me, you know, not, not because the concept of your creativity and your talent being able to make you money is such a, such a cool thing. My time and my, and my, and my talent. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're definitely gifted. (laughs) Thank you. So being in high school, $75 is like a lot, you know, you feel me, especially at that age. So what did you end up doing with that money? (laughs) Yeah. So I put that $75 right into more gear and I believe I saved up. Oh, you smart man. Uh, Yeah. It's funny. So the very first industry I got into was sports and then after was real estate. And that's what kind of got me off my feet. My very first gig was from like a high school mentor who was a realtor who paid me, I believe 50 bucks. This is the second gig I've had to shoot her home. And I saved all my money paid like 150 bucks for like, uh, what do you call it? Not a gimbal, but- um, A stabilizer. Yup, you're a stabilizer. Learn how to use it. And just from there, you know, did a bunch of real estate. And that's kind of what funded my gear that I have today. And, you know, that's, and through that, I've started to transition to like commercial and a lot more creative projects that involve storytelling. I was definitely the same way with my business, my recording studio as a sound engineer. Any income that I made from clients and stuff, I would put it right back into the business, into equipment. So I'm glad, you know, we think the same way. So that's really cool. Yeah. No, I was just going to see, you know, what what inclined you to really like make the full transition to doing something like this? Because I'm aware, like, you know, you obviously super talented. I mean, music, but also I know like you had a 
significant background in soccer, you know, what yeah. what changed your mind? Yeah, so the so the thing is like, you know, I've been playing soccer my whole life. Like the whole life goal was to become a professional athlete. But I knew I wasn't only good at one thing, you know, like I didn't want to conform to just being an athlete. Like I felt like I had so much more to offer. And kind of like you, I had a little bit of skill and talent in fine arts and drawings and stuff. And I took that skill digitally. And I've always been DJing my whole life. Uh, My dad's also a professional DJ. And that's kind of how I found that love for music and how, how I found that route. You know, but it was still really hard to step away from being an athlete, even though I had all of these other things I was very passionate about, whether it was music, graphic design, or sound engineering, DJing, any of that. Soccer was a sport I invested so much time into, you know. But the transition from being an athlete into, you know, pursuing entrepreneurship and a creative route, it it made it a little bit easier, you know, having passion for these other things as well. And soccer just wasn't really going my way anymore. Like I wasn't, I wasn't getting what I needed out of it. And the fire was just burning out. So I kind of pushed all of my energy and time into other things that I was passionate about. You know, I wasn't just, I wasn't just one dimensional with the things I was into. And the musician artist side of me kind of came out when I first came to Oregon State and they have a student athlete talent show. And really? I I performed an original and it, you know, it got really good feedback. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe I could really do something with this, you know? Like talent shows. Yeah, talent shows. You laugh now, but that's <laughs> yeah. how it all started, man. I went on stage. I said, I said, fuck it. Like I'm gonna <laughs> No, it's good to know. It's good to know. I was putting myself out there, all right. Humble beginnings, man. Humble beginnings. Yeah, man. But you know, from there it's been up. Like I, I kept with it. I kept working on my craft and kept making music. And you know, I started getting a a decent support circle in the community. So that that was all the reason I needed to keep going. I found a lot of my creative personality through the pandemic too, especially through twenty twenty COVID. It was such a crazy year for me as a creative. You know, uh, I was going to ask you what what did COVID what did that year look like for you? Yeah, so um, actually, so, you know, for a lot of people, COVID absolutely plummeted their businesses. But for me, it helped me discover a new passion of mine. Um, and, you know, obviously through filmmaking, videography, you know, what what you have it. I, at the time, I worked in retail. And, oh, my gosh, let me tell you, I, I thought I hit rock bottom. I mean, I was, I was a really good high school student. Damn, it was like that? Yeah. yeah. No, because like... All right, I got to hear this. Uh, dude, I was like a parcel... Dude, at one point, they had me like like scraping gum off the sidewalks. And nothing like makes you feel more rock bottom than when you're scraping gum off the sidewalks. Damn. And your like classmates are walking past you. And oh, it's just, especially in high school. Yeah, it's just embarrassing. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. And I just hated, you know, also the fact of like, working under somebody else. I, I didn't feel like I had a voice where I was. I'm and, sorry to hear that. Like I've definitely worked under other people and never felt like my voice was muted, you know? So I, I couldn't imagine what that really feels right, like. Right. Yeah, no, it, it definitely hits different. I think experiences like that definitely help people like us or creatives, you know, really appreciate the fact that we can still make money off of our our time, our product, yeah. you know, as entrepreneurs and stuff. And 
as business owners, you know, yeah. like it's such a good feeling to be able to just, you know, clock in on your own time, on your own hours and stuff. But at the same time, like that appreciation would have never came if you didn't have to scrape that gum off, you know, whatever, and have to clock in for somebody else. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more because to piggyback on that, I will say, you know, when it comes, I can say one thing about like entrepreneurship, and I'm sure you can piggyback me on this, is that... I think it's really important to set super duper small and attainable goals. You know, and always have in the back of your mind, like what kind of, you know, person you want to be or what kind of business you want to achieve. But don't let that overwhelm you from the craft of and, and the experience of just enjoying the process. I think we talked about this a couple of days ago. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's very well worded. Thank you. Thank you. I choose them wisely. <laughs> No, definitely for your age, like I feel like you really you have a really good headspace, you know, and Absolutely. you're also, you know, you're very talented and I, I see a lot of potential for you as a creative. Thank you. Thank you. And I also really like how you say you. now that, you know, you started, it was for the income, but now it's like you're actually enjoying the process, the journey of being a creative and like the bigger fulfillment than just money, you know? So especially for your age and your drive and, you know, you already have this idea of time management with the sacrifices you have to make with school and running your business. Like, I think you're on a good path in your craft, you know, like I, I got a lot of respect for you. Thank you. Likewise, man. Likewise, with your craft, absolutely killing the game. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate it. I was going to say, you know, especially for your age, like I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's a lot of people that think like you, you know, so. I got I to gotta give you the appraisal for real. So that's a big reason why I wanted to get you on this podcast. I'm hoping, you know, other people will hear what you have to say and kind of see where like the entrepreneurs are in terms of headspace in college. You know, like it's hard to juggle all of that stuff. So I was going to ask you, like, what is what does that look like running a business, being in college and, you know, trying to trying to pursue your craft and up up the level, you know, like, how do you, how do you push yourself every day? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I will say it's definitely testing my limits. Um, and just to see how, how far and how much I can push myself, you know, being an entrepreneur, a creative entrepreneur, and at the same time, a college student, the one thing I realized that is most important is time. There's only so much time that you have. And, you know, I really have to start picking and choosing who I donate my time to, and whether or not, you know, it's worth my time, you know, because right now what it looks like is school Monday through Friday. You know, I try to get my homework, all my homework done on Thursday. And then from Friday to Sunday, it's usually just shooting gigs or, you know, prospecting new projects. Um, that's just kind of the general lifestyle that I learned to adapt. But at the same time, still, you know, I'm not perfect. I still have weekends or days when I'm just really not feeling up to it or I just need a rest day. And, you know, I think, I think it's important to realize that you know, it's good to recognize those days are okay, you know, and it's it's all a part of the, the the learning process. I forget how much time I still have, but also, you know, that I need to prioritize my time and use it wisely. I keep saying this, but you're very well spoken for somebody your age, especially in college, bro. Like for real, like there are so many people that I think could take a lot of insight from your mentality. Uh, I was going to ask you, so what what was it that made you transition into this creative journey? Like, why? Why do you want to do this? Like, what's your purpose? And what do some of those specific sacrifices look like for you? 
Yeah. Uh, wow. That's, that's a good question. Um, one of them was, I, you know, well, obviously a, a big portion of my life, I played soccer. I wanted to play in college, you know, obviously probably wasn't D1 level. Um, had a couple offers at the D2, D3 level, but I, I really wanted to try something new with my life and, you know, transitioning. And I'm sure you can attest to this. It's hard to give something up like that. But at the same time, it's, it's just the thought of, you know, taking a different path. I, don't know, I wanted to try something new. That's when I knew I needed to pursue this full time just for the sheer fact that I risked some, one of the most you know, important parts of my life to continue to do this for the rest of hopefully my life. I mean, not only, you know, obviously that's a huge sacrifice. And at the same time, just on a daily basis, you know, sometimes it's choosing to not hang out with friends. You know, sometimes it's choosing to lose a couple hours of sleep or to stay up just a little bit longer, you know, to get more projects done or to prospect more of your leads. You know, it's all it's all about trying to find that balance, which I'll admit sometimes I still struggle with. But Oh, don't you worry. We all do. It's, it's important. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I definitely agree with that, especially being in a college and stuff. Like we do have to make a lot of sacrifices, like especially from the social aspect and stuff. Like maybe, you know, I don't get to hang out with my friends as much as I'd like to, you know, but at the same time, like there's this ultimate goal in my craft that I want to achieve that requires those sacrifices. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, the sleep is a big thing too. You know, there's some days where I'm just like, man, I got to get a creative project done. So I'll sacrifice a couple hours of sleep just to, you know, push myself that much harder just to see how much I can take in a week, you know. And we sleep when we get older. <laughs> You're damn right. But, you know, get your sleep too. Get your Z's. Like that's also really important, especially, you know, setting yourself up for the next day. But also, you know, like sometimes you really do have to push the the zero sleep because the entertainment industry and the creative industry is honestly sometimes really inconsistent. Like, you know, I'm sure Chance, you could attest to this, like some months you just have so many gigs and then the next month you just have like none. And so your income just fluctuates. Yeah, right. No, I mean, there's this idea of like, you know, starving artists. And I and I think that's something that if if you're a creative entrepreneur in this field, you you de- can definitely agree with just for the sheer fact that there are some months that are so good and there are some months that you're just not sure what's going to happen. And, and I think that's all I fucking hate it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think that's just, just a part of the risk. Mm. I mean, you know, you risk a lot of your time and a lot of your, you know, your efforts towards, you know, achieving this dream. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a difficult decision, but you know, necessary one. It's a good way to put it, you know, taking those risks, putting yourself out there, like might as well do it while you're young too, you know, like this is the time to make mistakes. This is the time to explore and try different things and pursue your ultimate potential, you know, putting yourself out there will only help you find your identity that much more, you know, it just helps well round your knowledge and just add more skills to your, your toolbox, yeah. You never realize like once you start running a business, how important it is to know how essentially like the structure of a business works, because I didn't know until I like fully went in and, you know, created an LLC and whatnot, how much goes into like, you know, taxes and marketing your business and talking or prospecting new clients. You know, it's all, it's, it's all some things you never consider when you first get into it, but there are things that 
a, a really key skills to learn. It's really crazy to me that you're thinking like this at 19. Like you're 19, right? <laughs> Only 19, yeah. Bro, there, I was not thinking like this at your age at all. So you better be successful, man. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, just the fact that you responded like that, like you're very humble about your craft and stuff. And I hope you continue to keep that same energy through your journey. I was going to ask, what helped you build success in your craft and what kind of helped upscale your business? I think by putting yourself around people who are more successful than you, like 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 Connor, for example, I I credit him to a huge part of my success today just for the sheer fact that oh yeah hold that thought i just wanted to say definitely shout out connor and his success for the listeners if y'all haven't yet go check out episode one after this healthy creatives versus unhealthy creatives i had the honor of hosting connor on my show definitely full of rich insight wow yeah no absolute dime right here i think if you if you want to you know create a business in a field that you desire having a mentor in that field is one of the fastest cheat codes you can get to fast tracking the growth of your business. For me, that was Connor. That dude has given me the ins and outs in terms of he made the mistakes firsthand and he would give me advice on what not to do. So I wouldn't make those mistakes. And sometimes those mistakes cost you a good amount of money and some of which you don't have when you're starting a business. No, that's real. I unfortunately didn't really have much of a mentor when I first started my business. A lot of the stuff I had to figure out on my own, kind of like Connor. But at the same time, like having people that are like-minded and kind of have the same goals or passions or similar mentality and drive really, really helps to be around people like that because I'm someone who will argue that you are a product of your environment. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, since we're talking about the field of just artistry, if you will, you know, how do you go about, you know, obviously you have a talent, right? How do you go about marketing that talent? You know, how do you go about putting your talent in front of an audience? You know, I speak for myself with this, but I also feel like I can speak for a lot of other people who are pursuing some sort of creative or entertainment route, or maybe even business is, I think the biggest thing to finding success is not only finding a way to, you know, separate yourself and make yourself different from everyone else that's in that craft, but like authentically being yourself. I think that is where most people will find the most success within their craft is you don't need to put this persona on or need to be a certain way. I think people will simply just like you for who you are. And what I mean by that is just be real with people, like be unconditionally kind and don't feel like you have to try so hard to market yourself a certain way, I guess. I understand that like having a quote unquote look on social media for entertainers is important, right? But I think that look should come from who you are as a right, person, like right. who you uniquely are compared to everyone else in the world, because there's only one of you and you just got to find ways to make that aspect of you shine, you know, because you're going to be different. Your humor is going to be different. Your personality is going to be different. Your look is going to be different. And don't feel like you need to conform yourself to like a social standard when you're marketing yourself. Like just authentically be yourself. That's my advice. 
from what I've noticed is there's a professional standard for when it comes to service, like videography, photography, or music, you know? And once you've been focusing on your craft and you hit that professional benchmark and you start getting paid for gigs, I feel like people, yes, would initially judge you for the quality of your work, but people will want to book you because of who you are. Yeah, There's a lot of professional wedding photographers out there. There's a lot of videographers out there that are booking clients and booking gigs and stuff. But what I think separates them from a business standpoint is who they are, their personality. Like, I think people will hire you or want to work with you because of who you are, not because of your craft or not, not because of the, to a certain extent, not because of the photos or videos you take. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's not why people want to work with you. People want to be around you because you have good energy or people want to be around you because they know that you're authentically real and you're real with them. And, you know, just just being good energy with people goes such a long ways. Like that one client you work with might just turn into a reoccurring client or you might not only just rebook with them, but they might go tell someone else that's looking for work to hire you and you might be a recommendation or a suggestion to somebody else and then there you go now you have two gigs that you're working and then word of mouth travels so far in a community you know and like that doesn't even require you to really market yourself because you're already being yourself and you're already being kind genuine and being that good energy that people want to be around that they just want to book you for you not just because of your talent or your quality of work. And I think that's how you build reputation. And that could be in business, that could be providing a service or just life in general, you know, like it's all about the relationships you build with people because you never know who knows who. And that one connection or that one word of mouth may just change your life. I I couldn't agree more. I think hit a dime there with that thought. I mean, I will say like some of the, some of my reoccurring clients I get today aren't coming back to me. I mean, obviously for my service, but just for the sheer fact that I I would say like, I hope that I ingrain some type of relationship with them. I mean, I realize how important relationships are more often than your product is. In most cases, if you come off wanting to help somebody instead of wanting to make a quick dime, I think more often than not, you'll find yourself on the profitable end of the stick, just for the sheer fact that people can really sense when you're just faking it. Say that. It's so obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. I think people can tell when you're like, when you just want money or when you're genuinely there to help. Exactly, bro. And especially in the entertainment and creative industry, like just knowing how inconsistent work is, just being genuine with people and being real with them, I feel like builds such solid relationships and the idea of relationships in this industry specifically is so important for reoccurring clients or booking more gigs it can really help build consistency in your business no exactly yeah being a creative in a starving artist kind of generation it's it's really easy to get lost and discouraged and burnt out and you know trying to always find work trying to always you know make those ends meet but i think it's it's when you find those relationships that make you realize 
and remember like why you started in the first place. You know, you do it because you enjoy it. You do it because you like to help people. You do it because, you know, you like to entertain in most cases, you know, for both of us. It helps keep you grounded and just remember like why you started. I don't mean to get too deep there, but you know what I mean? (laughs) No, bro, it's all good. (laughs) Get deep, bro, for real. It really is good to remember like those core values on why you started this business, why you started this journey, right? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring us back a couple of seconds. You mentioned that more often than not, what separates you, your product from everybody else is yourself. And, you know, I guess the question I have piggybacking off that is what do you do to like mitigate the whole, you know, do you ever have moments when you're comparing yourself to other artists and how do you, you know, fight that self-talk in terms of like, Oh, am I there yet? Am I not there yet? Oh, look, he's doing this. Look, he's doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my thing with, you know, comparing yourself or comparing your work with other people's crafts or what other people are doing can be a little dangerous. You know, what I like to do with my craft specifically is if I feel like my work today is better than my work yesterday or a month ago or a year ago, I'm winning. I'm already making progress within my journey or my craft. You know, so when I choose to compare myself to other work, I do it very carefully. What I will do is I will use other people's success or people that I think are doing well in their craft that's similar to mine as a reference and think to myself like, okay, this is where I think they are at. This is where I think where I am at. These are the things I need to work on to get to that reference level. So I will use professionals and other people that are in the same industry as me as reference points. But when it comes to my actual creative journey, you know, I think the only thing that is actually healthy is comparing your your new work to your old work. Are you making progress? Are you seeing a level up? Are you seeing change? Are you seeing evolution in your own work? I think that's the only comparison you should be making so that you don't, you know, fall off a good path that you're already on. And I'm not perfect, you know? I definitely compare myself often to people that I think are doing better than I am or are finding more success than I am. But you also got to understand, like, social media is just a highlight reel of people's successes. That says nothing about what's going on in their real life, you know what I mean? Like, they could seem more successful, but maybe they really aren't. So I try my best to just focus on my journey and my journey alone and comparing my work to my old work. If I'm doing better than that, then I know I'm on the right path, and eventually I'll meet that quote-unquote success that I see in others. Wow, Takumi, I think we're dropping absolute gold up in here. (laughs) You know (laughs) how we do, man. We're giving out a lot of free game right now. (laughs) Right. Your chance, we're nearing the end of the episode now, so I'm going to give you the stage. If you have any advice for people who are trying to pursue any creative work, business, entrepreneurship, any of that, the stage is yours. Give them a little peace of mind. Yeah, I would just say the hardest thing to do when starting a business is, I think, to start it in the first place. Um, it's, It's super hard to take that first step, super hard to really, you know, get your feet dirty. But I think, you know, one of the most beautiful things about being an entrepreneur is the sheer fact that you can make mistakes, learn from them, and then down the line, you can look back and just be like, wow, that used to be me. One of the best things about entrepreneurship is the sheer fact you can really pave your own path. 
And if you really want to, you know, pursue something in that manner, I think taking the first step is the most important thing in that 90% of people who don't, you know, succeed in a career like this fail to do is, you know, taking the first jump. I definitely need to get you on future podcasts and I'm, you know, hoping to host more than just two people at a time. Maybe I could have you, Connor and I on one podcast episode together. Oh, that would be sick. That, that would be wild. I'll definitely make it happen. So we'll see you in a future episode and thank you so much for being a part of this, this podcast. And I think the listeners will really gain some solid insight from this one. Appreciate you for having me, brother. Yep. Thank you, man. Alrighty, y'all. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Next Step Show, where we talk about everything music, entertainment, creative, and business related. I hope y'all subscribe to the channel, because if you don't, you're going to miss out on a lot of good content in the future. All right, I'll see y'all soon.